we're shining bright and we're shining the light on us like no other neighborhood planet our neighborhood our world Good evening, good evening, everyone. How are you tonight? Listen, I am so excited about A Taste of Tequila. And for those of you who are tuning in, I know you could have been anywhere else tonight. You decided to join me and my show. Uh, we have some a, a great guest tonight. By the way, first of all, A Taste of Tequila. So let me, let me ask you something. Go grab you a cup of tequila. And if that's too much for you, go grab some 1738 or do whatever you want, a glass of wine, some pumpkin spice, you know, it's pumpkin spice season. So whatever you want to grab, go get you a cup of something, sit back, relax, and we're just going to have a great time tonight. Um, I am so excited about season one of A Taste of Tequila. And like I told you guys, we're going to pray together. We're going to cry together. We're going to laugh together. And we're just going to have some transparency and some good times. And hopefully when you guys leave this show, you're going to leave with some hope. You're going to leave with some courage and uh, anything else you need just to thrive in the world that we live in today, because everybody is so go, 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 go. Right. So sometimes, you know, as a mental health therapist, you know, we just want to breathe. Sometimes you just got to stop taking the air, enjoy your loved ones, whatever it is that will calm your nerves so that you can just enjoy the presence of life right now. As I introduce my guest, his name is Mr. Perry Whaley, my good friend. We have been friends for a long time here in Atlanta. Uh, he is the CEO and founder of Vitiligo Man of Action, which brings awareness to individuals with vitiligo. And he is actually sponsoring the first Vitiligo Awareness Conference here in Atlanta next year. So I will keep you guys posted about that. And hopefully you all can help sponsor or join us to make this event successful. Perry is a father a husband, a grandfather, uh, a man of God. And he's been in the car sales business for over 35 years. Um, Mr. Perry does not know a stranger. He loves a camera. He told me he's going to take over my show tonight. And sometimes it, I think I believe that because he just loves the camera. So if he takes over my show, that's okay. Cause this is about him tonight. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guest, Mr. Perry Whaley. All right, y'all give it up for Mr. Perry Wade, the Vitiligo Man of Action. Y'all give it up. Y'all give it up. Thank you, Mr. Keeler, for allowing me to have an opportunity to be on your show. And I'm not going to take it over tonight. It's been a long day. But for you, I will make this a a, a very memorable um, night. Thank you. So what, what, what are you drinking on tonight? Well, I'm going to say what I'm drinking on, a little bit of water. Okay. Okay. Water's good. Water's good. <laughs> a little bit of water. I'm drinking a little water and it might have a little bit of tequila in it. Might have a little bit of tequila. You got to have the tequila. It ain't right if you don't. My grandmother used to tell us when we were little, when she would drink it, she would say, if it didn't have the worm in the bottom, she don't want it. So therefore, <laughs> yay, it wasn't a real thing if the tequila, if the worm wasn't in the bottom. All right. But yes. thank you so much for uh, agreeing to come on this show tonight. Uh, that's my first guest. Um, I knew I could depend on you to just be here to launch this thing off. And I'm so excited. So as we go through our interview, um, I know when you go live on Facebook or, you know, Instagram or whatever you do to get your day going, you always say energy and opportunity breeds success. Tell the viewers what that means. Well, it's actually tequila is opportunity and energy breeds success. Okay. And what it is and what it means to me is that if you know my story, then you'll know why I say it so much every day. So without going, without not going into details about it, opportunity energy means taking advantage of every minute, second, second minute and hour of the day. Uh -huh. And uh, 
the only way you'll really understand that is if those seconds, minutes, and hours were taken away from you. If they were taken away from you, then you would probably view them the way that I view them. Okay. And when you say taken away from you, uh, do you want to share a little bit about what you mean by taken, taken away from you? Well, let me share this first of all, Tequila. First of all, I'm from Brooklyn. My name is Perry Whaley. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Uh, left New York at the age of 10 and moved to Virginia. Reason being, at 10 years old, I was already headed for trouble. You know, my mother already set us on the street, getting ready to take us to reform school, or at least attempting to think we were going to reform school. <laughs> you know, and uh, we moved to Virginia, and, and that's when my life's didn't change it kind of got it became even it evolved from new york city to virginia i was still getting in trouble but um make a long story short i got in trouble early on didn't have any direction and this might sound crazy but it might sound sane to a lot of people my destination was to go to prison mine was to go to prison early on and and right to this day you know how people dream about being bad? I thought I was bad at nine years old, eight years old. And right. I knew that coming from the streets of New York at that time in the, in the early, in the mid seventies, you know what I'm saying? That's how the streets were. You know, you were young and you were already in the streets. So for me, going to prison was like going to college. I was trying to go to prison. And okay. a lot of people uh, that was my age today, can probably um, understand what I'm saying because they didn't have a direction. College, we were too poor to even think about college. More or less, go to elementary school and high school with the with good clothes on and things of that nature. You know, I don't think we were poor. We were more like good times. We always had an <laughs> opportunity to get ahead, but something happened to keep us in the neighborhood. So that's where I'm at right now. And opportunity and energy T came from me being incarcerated for 10 years in prison. And then when I got out, I said I would never sleep again because I was going to take advantage of the opportunity and energy that breeds success each and every day. And that's why I use that because I was locked away for 10 whole years of my life. Right. And and, and it's funny because, you know, there, there are so many people out here who are successful after going to prison or making mistakes because we all have been there where we've done something that, you know, that we're not proud of. So, You've been in the car sales business for over 35 years. And, you know, that's a long time to do one thing for, for that amount of time. What, what, what motivated you to do car sales and, and why so long? What is your why for 35 years in the car sales well, business? Well, people, people, people drive me to, and remember, I said opportunity and energy breeds success. Right. So people who buy cars are pretty, most people who buy cars, Back in the 80s, in 1987, when I started, they were successful people. Okay. Because everybody couldn't just come into a primary dealership and buy cars. So people who came in there had money. Or at least that was my perception of them, whether they, what I did. But they, they had to have good credit at that time to buy cars from my dealership. Right. So uh, it was the passion for people. People were my passion. I hate cars. I hate cars. <laughs> You know, I've been in the business for a long time, but I hate cars, but I love providing people a dream right. to fulfill their dream. And selling cars and, and, and selling you a car is fulfilling your own personal dream. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, for, some, for those who are watching, Perry is also a published author and it's called My Three Wives. And we're not going to go into detail about the book because I am going to have some episodes where we have his, we're going to bring his lovely wife on, but that's going to be for couples month. And we talk about black love and how, you know, it's been uh, just taboo, you know, about black love doesn't exist anymore. So we'll, we'll talk later about what black love means when we have those episodes with couples, but there's a quote you put in the back of your book. And I want you to kind of expound on that. It says, one day love met friendship. Love asked, why do you exist when I already exist? Friendship replied, to put a smile where you've left fears. What does that mean? Just means happiness. It just means happiness. You know, uh, a lot of people are in relationships 
and they don't even know why it made them happy or why they're in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because where I come from, I had no directions, no directions to a relationship. Because relationship for us, where I grew up from, was all about sex. Was all about sex. And not even really getting to know the person. And, and, and where I came from, it was more like, you were you were the controller of the relationship most of the time, okay. and in this day and time, it's not like that. But um, relationships are all about love, T. And I think I I don't even want to go there right now. What okay. I want to go at with you, T. Tequila, <laughs> tequila. I mean, tequila. <laughs> uh, where I want to go at is I want people to realize that my journey. I want them to realize my journey of hardship mm -hmm. to get to the successes. To where I'm at today, because what happens is people see the finished product. They don't see the hurt. They don't see the, the journey. And I don't want, you know what? I, I want to keep it in unpolitically correct because <laughs> I was unpolitically correct to get to correct. You know what right. I'm saying? And okay. I want to talk to all those people, T, Tequila, that are viewing tonight that are struggling with alcohol, drugs, women, and habit, and living that life of the American dream that we thought would be the American dream for our, from where we come from. I'm a real black American. When I say that, I come from the, the, the hood. Mm -hmm. I come from a neighborhood that breeded people that um, were destined to go to jail. And, 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 to, and to have a platform tonight to be able to share that. I'm talking to the young brothers, to the older brothers, and to the middle-aged brothers that are still struggling in that in that confinement of being a drug dealer, being a robber, being part of a gang. You know, those who are people I want to talk to tonight, and, and, and that's where I want you to take me tonight. I want to go in an area where the, the viewer is uncomfortable. Okay, okay. So when when you when you talk about being uncomfortable, what, what makes you what makes you what what do you think makes people uncomfortable? Is it like the truth or is it something they're avoiding? Like what makes what makes people uncomfortable? What makes people uncomfortable is an unrealistic goal for them. See, we were we were taught that we should have a white fence, a white picket fence, and have a dog and go to college and things of that nature. And what we're finding out today is that's not true. Mm -hmm. And for so many years, we believed that. And we thought that the things we learned in our community were wrong because we had other people leading us. Now, I'm going to say this, and I hope nobody take it offensive. I don't think I'm a racist, but I don't like the way white people treat African-American people. I don't okay. like the way Caucasian, and where I come from, we call them white. I, the word Caucasian is a name that they use for themselves i use them i call them white okay you know so that, that and, and and i don't want to be i don't think i'm a racist but if you treat me wrong i don't i'm an eye for an eye all right now being that i know let's, let's talk about part of your journey is having vitiligo right um how did that play a role in your did, did that contribute to some of your anger or did that contribute to some of your uh, motivation to change, or how did vitiligo play a action? How did vitiligo play a part in your journey? Well, mind you, I didn't have vitiligo, and for those that are viewing, vitiligo is a skin condition that uh, they said that Michael Jackson had, where he turned his skin from black to being white. So I just want to, I do want to keep for the records. I want to say that my skin complexion was the same complexion as Mr. Keeler's, and now this is what the 25, 26, 27 years. Uh, vitiligo has caused my skin to look like now as we are in. But what it did for me, unknowingly, it brought who I really was out. Right. You know, I wanted to be a star. You know, right. some people don't want to be a star. I wanted to be a star. I really wanted to be a singer, a singer, because I love entertaining women. So I wanted right. to be a singer. I wanted them to just fall flat on their face. So and, and, and that and that's what I mean about like when we said uncomfortable, because of course when you first realized that you had vitiligo, you were uncomfortable, right? Yeah. So you took that uncomfortable that feeling of being uncomfortable 
and you channel that energy into something positive. And I think that's where a lot of us get stuck is, you know, we, we all we can concentrate on like the the things that's not happening or the things that we haven't done or the mistakes that we have made or all those things that we think define us. But actually, when we talk about things, we don't think about what happens to us. We're, we have to ask ourselves, why is it happening for us? What, what is, you know, what is the lesson learned? So, of course, you know, that's why I, you know, I admire you so much because you took that uh, being uncomfortable and now you are the CEO and founder of an entire organization that's about to sponsor the first mega awareness of vitiligo here in Atlanta next year. Well, well, I would say, Mr. Keely, I think for me, being that I was in sales already and I wasn't born with this condition, I think I, I, I had a young lady by the name of Marlene Smith. She's my cousin from Virginia, and she had vitiligo her whole life. So I saw it, and I never imagined myself having it. So it was easy for me to be able to – she was my mentor unknowingly. You know what okay. I'm saying? And by her going through all the trials and tribulations, and we just always saw her as – just who she was, Marlene okay. Smith. You know what I'm saying? And no one ever cared about her vitiligo. But little did I know, she had more insecurities than I ever could imagine. But for me, I had my skin all my life, and I had confidence. Confidence in vitiligo is what built me to be who I am. Had I had this as a child, I may not be expressive as I am today. And I might not. I, I might. I know I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. Gotcha. So let's 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 we, we have about a few more minutes before we go into our first commercial break. Uh, tell the tell the viewers a song that describes you and why. Let's have a, a fun fact before we go to break. A song? Yeah. Name a song that describes you and why. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say this. It's Jay-Z all the way. It's okay. Jay-Z. And for all those people who are Jay-Z fans, and you know his song Encore, Encore was the very last time. A great person like Jay Z performed, uh -huh. and this is where this is the stage that I'm on with Vitiligo. For seven years, I have fought and did events all around the city to bring awareness to Atlanta, and now we're on the biggest platform of all times. And this is going to be the last time that they'll probably see me on a platform <laughs> of this magnitude. Um. Even even when it comes to the car sales, you just got car salesman of the year of the month again. How you know that 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 that's big in the car sales business. And how well, many in the car business, are? it's the same thing. And right, five years of of service, and this year I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a number one runner for the salesman of the year. But <laughs> this past month I was salesman of the month, and this will be the last time the young fellas will have somebody in their presence that has worked in the business consistently. For 35 years so they better get all the knowledge now yeah because and and yeah because that's and, that, and i think that's where you know we have to connect those dots with with your generation being that you'll be what 50 how how you be this month 57 57 years, years young so i think you know that's going to be important where we connect the dots with 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 you know your age with the young folks because i i do believe i do believe they have a future and they are you know um, <laughs> my cousin say, "Hey, Mister Perry, I need a car. Come see him, Siobhan. Come see him. He Don't got see you. Me. <laughs> uh, come see him. He's he's great at what he does. All right. So, um, you know, when we we're not going to get into our next conversation because, like I said, we're going to get ready to take a commercial break. But um, right after the commercial break, we'll get back with Mister Perry and." Get back into picking your brain with a bit of LIGO man of action, if that's okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right.
All right, all right. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope y'all enjoyed that commercial. I just want to say thank you to NPN TV uh, for giving me the opportunity to broadcast my show. Um, and his his goal, um, the founder of this broadcast, he he is all about um, branding and marketing black excellence. So um, I, I appreciate him so much, Mr. Sheldon. So, all right, Mr. Perry, let's see. What can we go into next? Let's go. Let's what do, do something exciting you think, for your first show. I know, right? <laughs> what do you think is if, if you had a magic wand, what would you change about the world today? Wow. Well, I, I basically would stop the violence. Okay. You know, stop the violence because we're living in an unhealthy world that only if you read the Bible, you know we're in the last days. And, and it's scary being even being a, a predator, even being a predator, meaning being a dude from the street. It's scary out here in these streets because mm -hmm. even when we were growing up, we didn't have to watch every second where we had to go in this world today. So peace would be without what I would what I would want peace because this, this is a scary world, really scary. When, when you when you say the violence, because violence is, is, is not new. And even when you say when you were growing up that you experienced some type of trouble and all of that, what why do you think it's so prevalent now or more uh, televised or more? Let, let, let me share something with you. When I was in prison, in, well, before I went to prison, in the early 80s, they had a lot of freedom. The inmates ran the 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 compounds or the prisons right mm -hmm. then in the early 90s a lot changed where the guards took more control were starting to take control of what they did in the early 70s to the 80s where everything was inmate inmate driven so right now our world is is not governed by the police anymore because you know that song by uh nwa fuck the police mm -hmm. excuse my language i hope we i hope that's not a, a bad thing to curse <laughs> on your show but fuck the police but that's what they said in that song and now people are truly living like that because they're tired of the abuse of of, of bondage of bondage whether we like it or not we've been oppressed for many many years and and, and what, what would you say to the people who feel like a lot has changed. I, you know, I, I think, I think a lot has changed. Um, maybe not to the extent that we expect, but I, I think a lot has changed over over time. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why a lot has happened. I'm gonna ask you this, Tequila. Have you ever been hungry? Yes. I'm talking about real hungry. Mm, maybe you, not real hungry. I'm talking about. Have you ever had your all, your lights cut out for a month in your house? No, have not you, that long. I've had a cut off, but not for a month. Have you had a car all your life? You know, have you had two parents all your life? And not just you, but people that are viewing. Mm -hmm. Being oppressed is not so much being oppressed by other people as opposed to your situation. Got so when, when the only way you could eat was to steal something, I'm going to take yours. Gotcha. I didn't feel remorseful because now I felt like you were privileged and I just didn't have that opportunity to be privileged. So I'm going to take it. Okay. okay. And that's how the world thinks. They don't think uh, logical. Because most people that I grew up with mm -hmm. came from subsidized housing. You know, it wasn't. A, I never lived in a house until I bought me two houses. Gotcha. You know, I, I never lived in a house. So I was rich all the way before I even started. I had the maintenance man, the, the the laundry. We had all that stuff already. Never cut no grass in my entire life. And right to this day, I don't cut grass. <laughs> well, who cut your grass? My people, my people, I, I paid for people to cut my grass. <laughs> I, 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 I told throughout my struggles, that was part of my inspiration was to be wealthy enough that or to make a living, enough living that from time to time I can have people do that for me. It's funny you say that because over the weekend I went to Houston to visit my friend Bisha, and um, 
she she was explaining to me or she you know she shares her her um her reasonings behind she has people she has someone to come clean for her she has someone to drive drive her around and, and her girl when she doesn't feel like it and she just she does not feel guilty she was like look you know I've, I've I have been intentional about working to where I don't have to do certain things that I don't like doing. That's right. So what what else don't you like doing that you pay for? I don't do anything. I just go to work and 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 if my wife says um hi Kelly, if my wife says that she don't feel like cleaning up for the month, I'm gonna hire somebody. Because it's, it's just that's just me. I I wanted to be that kind of a person. I wanted to be a provider uh, and be able to live a certain way, not outside of my means, but right. I found that it don't really cost that much to have somebody come clean your house at least once or twice a month. You, right. you drink alcohol or you, you drink Coca-Cola, you can save that money and say, what's important to me is once a month, somebody really scrubbing my bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and, 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 and I like living lavish. Lavish is a peace of mind and being comfortable. And yeah. I, 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 lived a, I lived a lot of years. Imagine this. We lived in an apartment with one bathroom and 10 people. Oh, wow. One bathroom, 10 people. And and I look back now, how could, how could somebody have done that? Right. So today I'm grateful for God allowing me an opportunity to be successful for just talking. Talk. My thing is the cleaners. I hate iron. I don't. I don't. I don't even remember the last time I ironed something. So my thing is the cleaners. Like I hate the iron. Like I just hate the iron. So, <laughs> but I'm gonna get to where I can get somebody to come clean for me as well. Yo, what? <laughs> I said I'm gonna get somebody to come clean for me as well. So all right, one day we'll work on that. <laughs> all right. So listen, let me ask you this: What? When we talk about like positive affirmations, like gratitude, what what are some of the affirmations you use for yourself on a daily basis? Share share with the viewers what are some of the things you use for yourself as far as um, to motivate that, yourself. Well, well, I'm a self motivator. I believe that getting up early in the morning is one of the greatest gifts that I can ever give to a person because I know that saying. Um, from the, I think there used to be a commercial. I could do more in the morning before I could do more. In, the authors of army said I could do more by six o'clock than you could do all day. I believe that because at like tonight, as soon as we finish this, I'm going to get in the bed, get myself together for tomorrow, and I'll be up at four o'clock, four thirty. By five o'clock, I'll be on the treadmill. I'll have affirmations of positive things like, "Who do I listen to this morning?" Outside of God, after after God, after I get my time with God, I say, let me go to some 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 positive. After I might go Steve Harvey, I might go Jay Z, I might go to you, Tequila. I might go to my wife Kelly. Anybody that I think that are doing great and positive things, I'm going to them because they're living the way that I live. I think positive. Now, what I got long time ago, I was in New York City with my uncle. He was. He, I read a book called. Positive thinking. At that time, I said, excuse me, I said, put that book down because I'm not reading that. You brought me to New York to have fun. But I did read some of it. And I read I read titles. Titles are what my joy is titled. Positive thinking. And now <laughs> I think positive all the time. So it was already embedded in me. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Okay. What does what does um how do you how would you define your your spiritual your spiritual life like what versus religion and spiritual you know sometimes people and we we're not gonna you know try to well, sway well, anybody one way or another but what is your take on religion versus spiritual well spirituality and religion um for me I tell my wife all the time I'm not this Christian guy I ain't I'm not that guy you know, people always say you talk well and we wanna we want you to be a preacher I'm not a preacher I am a person who has many, many life experiences and through, and, and my spirituality is that I have a relationship with God because I don't trust nobody else but God. 
I, I, I love hearing positive people talk, preachers, pastors, but I trust God more than I trust anybody. And he's, he's delivered me to be able to have a discernment about people, places, and things. And that's what has sustained me. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big scripture person because I don't, I, my attention span is this, is, is, is this short, you know? So I, I, I'm, a, I'm a PowerPoint person. Like mm-hmm. if you say, I like you, and you say it loud enough, I'm going to remember that. So I'm a PowerPoint person. I look at titles. Like I read titles of books. I might not read a book. I read the I read the beginning, and I read the end, and I can kind of pe- put it together. <laughs> when you when you say you have discernment, what what what? How important is discernment in the time you know in the times that we're living in right now? How how important do you think that people should have discernment, and why? It's very important because guess what? Manipulation is real, and if you don't recognize it or feel it in your body, you're going to be a victim. You know, like right now, in a good relationship, or you meet somebody for the first time, what mm-hmm. do you send them? You don't send them the real you. You send them the, the sponsor. The sponsor comes out, he has money, he looks good, he dressed good, and he tells you everything that you need to hear. Mm-hmm. Then the discernment comes out. He, he says this one time, excuse my language, I'm not, I would never call a woman a bitch. But he say, bitch, what's going on? Out of his, out of his, 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 he slipped for a minute. And, he, uh-huh. and that, that other person came out, I apologize, I didn't mean to say that. You know what I mean? Or he touched, he grabbed you one time. You didn't pay no mind because you love him. But he showed you that. And yeah. that's the discernment that you got to have in, in this world today. Because when people approach you at the gas station, the antennas come up and say, this man ain't coming in peace. He's yeah. not coming in peace. I better be ready. Yeah. One of the viewers said discernment is very key in these days because, you know, and I think sometimes we, like you said, we fall for the facade. Oh, he, you know, and 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 we fall for the, the mask. And when the mask come off, sometimes it's too late. Um, and we've all been through, you know, those relationships where we, 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 the discon, you know, the, the the disconnect was already there, but we collect the flags and we, we try to dismiss them and we don't use our discernment. So I think that's very important that you said, you know, that's that's one key thing in life is discernment. If you had to give two other keys to being at peace or um, two other key keywords or key life skills to 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 keep thriving and to keep moving, what would those be? I'm gonna give you one. And okay. it covers everything. It sums it up. It's choice. It's choice. Your choice is very important because I promise you, 90% of the people that I talk to yes. didn't start off being bad. Right. They made the choice to live an unproductive life. Like me, when I in high school, in junior high school, I got kicked out of school. That was a choice. Right, right. In high school, almost my last year of high school, I almost got kicked out of school. And you know what saved me? What? It was McDonald's. You know where we go to eat at? McDonald's uh-huh. saved me because back then you had to have your your uniform very neat. You had to be a certain age. And guess what they told me? We didn't want you at that point in time. You don't you don't fit the bill to work for the popular McDonald's franchise. So uh-huh. I went back to school got back in and 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 went on to become the person that you see today. And, and see, Tequila, what I want to talk about really is, is people, is there humble, is there, is there bad beginnings? Right. Because people lose hope early. Yes. I did. Yes. You don't have, but I had two loving parents. I never was without a father or mother. Now, my dad drank. But he was the best dad I could have ever had because he taught me how to take care of my family. Right. He might have drank on Friday, but Monday through Friday, <laughs> he grind. And my dad was an entrepreneur all his life. And now I understand how, how he did. I used to see him not go to work, right? What's that? My dad ain't going to work because he had already made enough money during the week that he could have some free time. And people back then didn't respect that kind of freedom. 
Today, he would have been a popular man. Like, <laughs> man, you don't never work. You always travel. You know what I mean? And having five kids and drinking, dad, I understand now. Gotcha. I understand. Yeah, it's a lot of things that we learned younger that we dismissed and we understand now, though. But uh, they stayed better late than never. But it's some things I wish I would have done earlier than, than later. But that's okay. We're here now. We're here now. Yeah. We're here now. Uh, one of the viewers said, your choice will make you or break you. Yes. And, and and sometimes we say, oh, well, the devil did this. And it's like, no, I did it. I, I did, did it. it. I did it. <laughs> you know, I, I did my 18 years in prison. You know how I could do it? With a smile on my face, because I did the shit. I did it. And I, I, see, and you say keep it real on your show. So if I'm gonna talk to a young, if I'm going to a prison and talk to them, I'm not gonna use terminology that they don't understand. Right. I'm gonna say to you, if you wanna, if you wanna lose your life, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna curse, but if you wanna lose your life, you make the choice. Go and don't kill yourself because a life sentence is death to me. I would yeah. never want that. Yeah, yeah. And I, um, you know, most of my viewers, I think, um, you know, I always share my story about my son who's currently incarcerated and on trial, you know, doing different things. And sometimes I will reach out to Perry and Perry, you know, he gives me that hope that, you know, th that there is hope even after being in prison. So and, and my faith and my faith in my walk with God knows that everything is going to be okay. So I do know about choices. And um, even like you said, with your parents, we, we want our kids to to do certain things, but it's their choices and their journey, but we're still going to be there for them, you know? So, but yeah. And, and let, me give you, let me give you the choices that I made. I almost went to the World Series in baseball. Okay. I played on literally you told football me that. teams. Huh? You've been holding out. You never told me that. Yeah, I, I, I played on... Um, undefeated football teams growing up. So structure was there and there was never not a great moment. So when we talked about choices, uh -huh. we had all the right choices to make the wrong choices. You know what I'm saying? We were brought up in a community where people, whether they had a dollar or not, they didn't want to see you do bad. So we made choices to go to prison because we wanted more. We made choices. And I ain't going to say we. I'm going to say I, because the last time I said we, I'm going to tell you what some hardcore prisoners said to me. They said, brother, don't speak up for me because you don't know what I want. And that was the last time I said I spoke in, in, the, in, the, in the form of we. So right. if you hear me speak, it's going to be all the stuff that I did all and right. my experience because y'all can't question my experience because right. I, I want to get it from the down and dirty to the successes because all the young brothers that are listening now that are gang banging out there doing drugs, drinking alcohol early. I did it. And I did it professionally. When I said I did it at a high volume, but it's not a great investment right. Right. for you or your family because everybody who did it the way I did it, I'm going to say it loud and proud. You was one selfish son of a gun. Gotcha. All right. We're getting ready to go into our second commercial break. And when we when we come back from our break, we will uh, finish out the show with some key points. shining bright and we're shining the light on us like no 
other. Neighborhood Planet. Our neighborhood, our world. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wow. You know, this has been truly um, fulfilling tonight. Um, You know, I believe that everyone has the innate ability to be successful, whatever that means to them, because we all have our own definition of success. But I believe everyone has the innate ability to be successful, to have discernment, to be at peace, to be joyful, to be loved, to be, you know, whatever that is to, 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 because we, we, it's as cliche as it may sound, that dash between your birth year and the year that you expire is what counts. And we say it so much that, you know, life is too short, life is too short. But every day people are leaving the earth. People are depressed. People are committing suicide. People are, you know, depressed, anxious. Um, And what would you, closing out the show, what would you want to leave the viewers with as encouragement to keep going regardless of what they're going through well i I would say please get to know who you are yes learn to love yourself you know you know this is a saying and please do not bash me women happy life happy wife happy wife happy life that's one of the things that i really really um don't agree with is because (laughs) what it what it does is it allows you to not love who you are and put so much focus on your wife's career, her life. And I saw Oprah the other day or Ivana, uh, is it Ayana? Ayana. Ayana Ayana said, fill your cup up and everything overflow goes to everybody else. So if your cup is overflowing, that means you're full as a person. My wife, Kelly, I shared this with her. When I came to you, I was a whole man already. I had already beat myself up. I had already twisted my, my rag to get all the unnecessary water out of it. And when I came to you to marry you, I was a whole man. And that is what most people don't come to relationships with or to other people in friendship. They never come whole. They always got some broken shit going on that they don't even understand. That's why they need to come talk to you, Tequila, to get some understanding in other people. And for so many years, we didn't have that instruction to do because we thought it was weak. It's not weak to go share your problems with somebody you don't know who can solve them unreligiously without um labeling you crazy right. or something you know right. i um when i get new clients in you know i've been doing mental health for over 15 years and when i get new clients i i usually ask them who are you and usually they say well i'm a mother and i'm a teacher and um you know i'm from here and i live there and i go oh that's cute now who are you and 95 percent of the time they don't know how to answer me. So, you know, it, it tells me that in, in, in our era, you know, we wasn't taught about self-love. We wasn't taught about emotional intelligence. We wasn't taught, we wasn't taught about a whole bunch of stuff. So, <laughs> so we had to figure it out. But as we close out, um, I hope that all of the viewers, I hope you continue to follow me on Thursdays because I have some great guests that we're going to just continue to hopefully give everyone hope to continue to thrive um, 
you know, we, we all heard that hashtag or that saying, keep hope alive. And, and as long as you have hope, it, it gives you the opportunity to look forward to another day or another minute or another hour, regardless of what you're going through. If you're, if you are depressed, if you are anxious, if you are feeling suicidal, if you are doing any of those things, seek help. Help is help. Seeking help is a strength. It's not a weakness. It's not a weakness. And help is out here. It's not taboo. It's not. It 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 it's it's a wonderful thing to get help. And once you reach that place of peace, I had a client ask me one time, "Well, how do you know when you're at peace?" And I told, I had to tell him, I said, "Well." I don't know what it's going to feel like for you. I know what it feels like for me. And it's a wonderful thing. And it's a wonderful place. And when you reach it, you'll know it. And once you know it and you reach it, you won't allow anything or anybody to interfere with it again. And it's a wonderful place to be. So with that being said, I want to say good night to you all. Thank you again for this opportunity. And I hope to see you all on next week. Harry. How can my viewers uh, follow you on your what? What tell them your platforms to follow you because he's well, always live and he's always dropping nuggets. So tell them how to find you on social Instagram, media. Instagram P Whaley fifty, um, Facebook. Um, you can, it, well, you know what? I'm gonna make this easy for you. Google my name. Google Perry, your name. <laughs> Google my name, Perry Whaley, and uh, Vitiligo Man of Action, and I promise you. You can contact me, or if you need a new car, you can reach me at 678-755-3525. Call me. I love those kind of calls. All right. Well, you all have a good night. And remember, help, seeking help is a strength. So good night. And I, if you missed any part of the show, it will. you can go back and watch it. Subscribe to NPN TV on YouTube. And we will also be streaming live on demand. So if you missed the show, if you missed the beginning, you will be able to go back and view it. Thank you again. I love you, Perry. I love, thank you. I always tell your wife, thank you for continuing to share you with me because you're just my friend. You talk to me like a brother and I just love you. And thank you so much. Good night, everybody. shining bright and we're shining the light on us like no other neighborhood planet our neighborhood our world programs like this are made possible by Neighborhood Planet Broadcasting Systems, Neighborhood Planet Network, iBlister Digital Media Creative, and from contributions to NPN TV from viewers like you. Thank you.